0: Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Hey, I want to welcome you to Soul City Church. My name is Jarrett Stevens. I'm one of the lead pastors here, and I am so glad that you're joining us from wherever you are joining us from. Uh, in fact, why don't you do this, Wherever, whatever platform you're on, can you actually just put, whether it's Insta or Facebook or on our live stream through YouTube, just let us know where you are at. We wish we could be with you, but we want to know where you're at. So just give us a little shout out. Well, give yourself a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from so we kind of know who's in the house right now. And it's incredible to me over these last couple weeks to see the reach that this church has had, how God is using this church to reach people that we simply would not have reached outside of this season. So we just want to know who you are and where you're at. And we want you to comment along as we are walking through this together. You know, today we're kicking off a brand new teaching series called How to Win at Waiting. And all of us, whether we like it or not, are playing the waiting game right now. We're all sort of waiting for life to get back to what it used to be when I think all of us sort of know that it's not going to be like it was. So what do we do in the meantime? What do we do while we're waiting? And specifically, how do we win at waiting? Our hope and our prayer for you is that you come out of this season more connected to God and having grown like never before in your life so that when this does end, and I just want to encourage you and remind you, it will end, that you actually are more connected to God and have grown like never before in any other season. That's how we want to win at waiting. And the whole heart of this series comes out of an idea in Psalm 33, verse 20. And it says this, We wait in hope. So we're not just waiting. We're actively waiting in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice, for we trust his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. So that is active waiting. I'm going to put my hope in you while I wait, God. While I wait, I'm actively going to trust you today for my tomorrows. So that's what we're looking at the next couple of weeks. How do you win at waiting? And I couldn't be more excited to kick off this teaching series than to have with us a friend of ours personally, a friend of our church. And so Soul City, I want you to welcome, uh, we haven't figured this part out yet, I guess give a big warm welcome from wherever you're watching. Maybe but just put a, a applause hands in the comments. I don't know how this part works yet, but will you welcome our friend Kyle Corver to Soul City Church this weekend? Hi. What? Hey, what's up? you were here the whole time. I was talking the whole time and you were just sitting right next to me. What a surprise.
1: It is good to be here. It's good to be back. It's good to have it's you good here, to be back. Kyle.
0: This is really fun. Um, now, some folks in our church know this, but a lot may not know this, is that you actually have a history. This, this place is, uh, is important to you. You are important to it, both you and your wife, Juliette. Um, I've been a part of this church since before it, literally before it even began. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, and then how mm-hmm. that sort of intersected with Soul City, and then a little bit about your family, where you guys are at today.
1: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was born in Southern California, Paramount, California. Oldest of four boys, uh, born into a family that, uh, that uh, preachers, my grandfather, my dad, my well now, brother, cousins, uncles—they're all—they're all, all kind of doing business. this thing, right? Yeah. We are—we we love God. We we uh, we serve our church. We yeah. we love each other, and um and and we love basketball. Yeah, you know, basketball's been a big part of our family story as well, and yeah. um has shaped a lot of for me personally how I see the world, and it's it's, it's, it's shaped me a lot in a lot of ways. So, yeah. but yeah, that's where I'm from. I, um, you know I. Soul City has been a huge part of our story and my story. <clears throat> I came here with my wife, Juliette. Uh, we dated, we met in Utah, we dated for a year, and then we came here. And uh, somehow we got connected through yeah, a mutual, mutual friend, friend get, yeah, set, set us up, us, and we're yeah. like, you should get coffee with this guy. Yeah. So me and, me and Juliet were here trying to, I mean, you know,
0: she had just, you guys had just gotten in town.
1: Like like just, this, yeah. you were like the first thing we did was <laughs> like, we're going to meet this pastor, a couple, they're doing this church, right? They're playing a church. And we're like, all right, well, we got to meet somebody. We got we to see right. the city. Right. Um, and and But we weren't, <laughs> we weren't in the best place in this I, moment. Kyle? Yeah.
0: I think it's safe to say you guys were in a <clears throat> bad place that day. Yeah. So you know, some kind of fight had happened like as you were pulling up to have coffee with us.
1: We were uh, it was a time of transition yeah. and, and questions so. yeah. and, and we're working through some stuff. But we're coming to meet you and uh it was it, it was it was good that we did. You kind of just like took me to one side, <laughs> Jeannie took Juliet that way. I think
0: we went for a walk. I think we, I like, took you around yeah, the
1: walk. Yeah, and we did like some some Counseling right off yes. the bat, I think, and some
0: pre premarital counseling, yeah, yeah,
1: in, in a couple ways, right? You we talked, yeah, and then you brought us to this building that we're well, it's now it's this, it yeah. wasn't this the before the old building, yeah, the old building. yep. And and you were demoing walls, Yep, and we hadn't even opened yet. it was, yeah, and you gave us sledgehammers, mm-hmm. and and we you said, here's a wall and work it out, and yeah, we have
0: pictures, <laughs> we have pictures to prove it, and you guys went to work. On what was an old bathroom, and then yeah. became part of a newer, open, more open bathroom. But you guys were swinging sledgehammers it's within hours of meeting us.
1: Within hours, we were we were put to work, <laughs> yes. volunteering our time for Soul City. You, this happens here. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: you you, you <laughs> this sit around more than five
0: <laughs> minutes, we're gonna get you involved. That's right.
1: Uh, but I mean, what a therapy session that was—just swinging those sledgehammers and Gotta work and some stuff uh, out. we got it, we got done, and. It was hugs and love, and and uh, we ended up getting married here. We got married yeah. in this in this building. Yeah, you
0: guys were the you and Juliet. Yours was the first wedding we ever did at Soul City.
1: Come on, which is really cool. So you guys have played a huge part in our story, and um, we're really grateful. We love yeah. you guys.
0: And so a couple moves since uh, those years, and you guys are in Milwaukee now. Yeah, and it's not just you and G- Juliet anymore. You have no three kids.
1: We have three children. Kyra is seven. Knox is 5 and Cohen is 3. Yes. So we have our little tribe and uh we are living in in Milwaukee. Basketball's just kind of taking us a lot of places and uh we're here and uh well, we're kind of there. We're there. Yeah, you're we're there. there. We're there. We're there. we are there. We're there. we are well, I mean, kind of we're in this weird be. spot right now. Like yeah. we're, we're there. we're there.
0: Yeah, it's a little different. Uh, yeah, it's than a, it's
1: a it's a it's a it's a weird time well, to, to be that, living in, right? I want
0: to get to that in a second. You you know, you said that basketball is you, I mean, everyone in your family played basketball. Your mom was a legend in basketball. Yeah. Like, you got, it was kind of a, a big deal, you know, for your families. You're going to be a pastor or play basketball or both. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when it was, though, that you— Do you remember a time or a moment where you're like, that's it? Like, you know, where you just fell in love with the idea of it?
1: <clears throat> I do. I, um, I fell in love with basketball when I was three. When you were well, I was, three years I was old. I three. I went to my uncle Chris, who was my dad's youngest brother's, High school basketball game, and um, I was sitting there, three years old, in the crowd, just like taking this all in. What's happening? Whoa! This is this is amazing. Like there's all this energy and competition. My three-year-old brain's trying to put it all together, but I I didn't know what's happening. But I loved it. And uh, after the game, everyone goes and sees the players, and I just sat in the stands by myself. And I remember like walking down the steps, super slowly and then being on the court and putting my toe over the line so that I was actually standing on, on the it. court. I was, I was on the court that's so cool. and I was like, wow, like, this is what I want to do. This is, At this. Three, I love, I, I wanted it. And and that so that was so kind cool. of the beginning of this basketball journey for me. That's, yeah. I mean, basketball shaped a lot of my life. And, yeah where I've lived and who I've met and opportunities I've had. And, uh, but that was, that was
0: the beginning. Three, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, not That's, like... it's weird you say that because I had a very similar, uh, different, but similar story. When I was four years old, <laughs> I um, put a wireless microphone on and I stood up on a stage at a podium. Preached my first sermon. And
1: they, didn't, they didn't have wireless. No, <laughs> that did not happen to me. Are you kidding me? At three years old, you knew you wanted to play basketball. I'm still
0: trying to figure this out. So that's pretty incredible. All right, so that has been a big deal for you. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about this season and, and the uniqueness of it. But how are you guys holding up right now in this time of shelter at home? Um, you know, obviously, your plans life has changed significantly, as has everyone who's watching right, right now. Everyone's life has changed in one way or another significantly. Right. What's it meant for you guys as a family?
1: I mean, I think, first of all, we we acknowledge that we're all feeling this differently. You know, the main in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, we're feeling this differently than you right. are here in Chicago and New York, and you hear a lot of these stories. We, we feel super grateful that, um, you know, there's an inconvenience that we can't leave our home and that life has been held up, right? Um, but it's still, a, it is a challenge. It's it is definitely. a challenge to, I mean, for, for our family, I think, especially from Juliet's perspective, just having me home a lot <laughs> is a challenge, right? Um, the other day, I was just standing next to her in the kitchen, and I, I was just standing there, and she's like, but what, what are you doing? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what to do with myself. And she's like, Well, you have to, you need to figure this out, and you can't do it right here. Like, you <laughs> Over give there me some figure space. To do. I need this. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. But it's been good. I mean, there's there's silver linings yeah. in this, right? Yeah. Like, unexpected gifts as well. There what we're
0: are. Yeah, like, just okay. unexpected gifts in the midst of this. Yeah.
1: We'll see if we're still feeling that way <laughs> yeah, in a month yeah, or two. Month but or two. I mean, too. right now, I just, I, I, I feel. Imagine with your
0: wife and with your kids oh, at time. Oh, it, man.
1: It's, it's it's so good. I feel so connected to each of my kids. Yeah. Just the moments we're having, I feel like it's not rushed. You're not creating moments yeah, or like getting this thing. to go right. to the next thing, like, right. right? You're just you're just there with them, present, right. and like I, I hope I look back on this being like, man, I'm so, in some ways, grateful for this time yeah. just to really be able it's to connect with them and yeah. and um, you know really really see them and who they are and hopefully yeah. they're seeing me and yeah.
0: I don't know it's, yeah, it's that, that, that that part's been good. Yeah. Have you given in to the temptation that so many others have? It seems like the rest of the world is is currently getting a dog. Oh, have you guys? Because you've done the dog thing I know, before. No, we have. A yes. couple, we've
1: given a but, couple dogs but, away. Yeah,
0: but kids and dogs and how's that going so, for you?
1: So, oh man, my my daughter just last night. Yep, I feel like. Juliet was texting Jeannie yep. about your dog, possibly. Yep. Cause like. Yeah,
0: we're happy to trade. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Send her dog up there <laughs> We're willing. Free what ages. is
1: with everyone getting a dog right now? Like, it's, it's like we have nothing to do, so we need a dog? You like to like, pee on the rug, yeah. Like, come on. Anyway, so my daughter is just like in tears because you, you her are, friend got a dog. Her and her, yeah. everyone in her class is getting a dog. And, yeah. and so do we have to get a dog? Yeah. Like, do we have to do this?
0: As someone who Has a a daughter who's talked them into two dogs. (laughs) You don't have to do it. You literally don't (laughs) have to do it. But you did. But we did it twice. Yes. So we'll we'll check back with you on that. All right. All right. right, So we're talking about this series today, kicking off, and for the next couple weeks, how to win at waiting. And you know, winning has been a big part of kind of how your career has worked. You know, that's always a goal: is to win, is to win, is to win. But what's unique is that you uh, work for, play in the NBA, and they were really the first. They were the first, in fact. I remember Elijah was watching the game where they announced that Rudy Gobert had tested positive for COVID-19, and he was yelling, Gene and I were upstairs talking, he was just yelling up to us, like, something's
1: happening, you know, like, this is significant, what's going on?
0: (laughs) And then it seems like within hours, Mm -hmm. a day, two days, everything was canceled. I mean, the NBA really let out. They were the largest organization at that time, the first to lead out and say, no pun intended, but game over. Like we're not, yep. we're not gonna mess around with this. And they took a huge leadership risk in doing that. And then within a day or so, every, just about every major sport followed with the exception of, and I'm proud to say, professional wrestling. Come on. And I just wanna say, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> this is just to you, but earlier in this week, the governor of Florida announced that and declared that professional wrestling is essential work. And I've always felt that way. I've always <laughs> felt that way. But it's good to know that hey. they're they're the last holdout of a professional
1: sport. No, or, uh, or we've just been selling them short. Like, they, you know, they, the wrestlers, they're the one people who figured out how to keep the show they going. They kept it going. They are the it, it is.
0: We have not. We have been watching. We you have been right. watching. So, what had, did that mean for you personally? So, we talked yeah. a little bit about your failing, how you sure. guys are doing, but you are on a trajectory, career wise yeah. and specifically this season. What's it meant for you personally to have it just? Just stop. I mean, just come to an end like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was sitting on the couch watching the same game as Elijah. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they announced Rudy had it and I'm texting Rudy because I, I played with him last year. I'm like, yeah. tell me it isn't so. Uh, but you know, they, they're announcing these things. I'm, I'm finding these things out as you're finding them out. ESPN, I'm watching right. ESPN thinking I'm gonna get the latest news. Right. You know, what does this mean for our season, for my career? Like, um, you know, I've, I've, I've never won a championship. Right, like I, I, I've never won the last game yeah. in my entire life.
0: Yeah, been real close.
1: I, I've A been close. Yeah, it was funny when me and Juliet first started dating, and the first year we were dating, and we lost. And, and she's like crying. She's like, you do this every year? And I'm like, yes! Isn't this horrible? Right, and so we have this opportunity this year, you know, like we feel like we're one of the teams in a mix and I'm I'm, I'm towards Incredible the very season. end of my career yeah. and yeah. and you really want this to happen, <clears throat> yeah. just to have a shot at it, yeah. right? Um, uh, but uh, this is what we have. Yeah, this is what this it is. This is it, so what are and we with, doing? And are without
0: like, real clear, like so many, of our lives, no end date per se or will we come back to or what even would we come back to if we came back to right. something. So how have you been physically and mentally sort of staying in the game while you're in this waiting game?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the, the Bucks brought some weights to my basement for me to That's lift nice. in there, but uh, parts of my basement are, are seven feet high and parts of them is six feet high. And so, so really it's, a, it's a challenge squat, to, to, do a, to do a workout in there. I've, 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 um, I've, I've been running. I have not just like, I have not just run, like just run, in like 15 years.
0: Like just in a straight line, it just, just like, just like Without like running and coming back. Just
1: like, I don't gotta change directions, I don't, I don't have to play defense, I don't have to jump. Just I run. Just like follow my feet and Forest run. And, you know, it's
0: kinda nice. It's kinda great. It's kind of, put on some headphones. Runners
1: know what they're doing. Right, like we're not, we're not supposed to do this a lot. Running's not great for like explosive training, right? right? It kind of right. like, you know, it's not, it's not good for nice that. So, but uh, yeah, I gotta do something. So I've, do been, something. I've been running and, and uh, you know, hopefully we get a little bit of time before maybe, I see maybe a season starts, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. We're all we're all. Doesn't waiting. your neighbor
0: have a hoop? Uh, My neighbor?
1: <laughs> My neighbor has a hoop. We shot on it the other day. It's, it's seven, feet hot, uh, seven feet tall um, and <laughs> so. So not I, quite. I'm not. I'm not sure what I got out of it that day. Your but, dunk um, game is probably my, strong ooh, right now, Matt. It's looking good. That would be nice. That'd be nice. What, what a do, game! Film that some would highlights. Be. To be able to film play that game like <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> fun. <laughs> like what? A, it's a different game. That's, yeah, not, that's totally a game, that I, game. I, I. I just know nothing about.
0: Well, you know, we we've been talking about this setback. You know, and it is all things in perspective. There are yeah. people facing very real, life-threatening. Um, choices right now, realities. There are people who are grieving, people who've lost, yep. they've lost to this, fighting for their life. So all of this is within perspective. But yep. for everyone at some level, at some level, some seemingly more so than others, this is a setback, this is a disappointment, this was not what anyone would have chosen. Yep. No one would have chosen this. Yep. How does your lifelong relationship with God inform the setbacks and disappointments in your life? Because my hunch is, this isn't your first setback or disappointment with right. God. This isn't the first time that things did not right. go as you had planned. Right. How does your faith and your relationship with God inform the setbacks and disappointments in your life?
1: Well, I think, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, when you, when you say yes to all this, when you, when you say yes to, to God's story and God's story for you, you are you are choosing to say yes to how this all plays out, no matter what. And I've learned that um, whether it be injuries, whether it be death, like all, it is possible for all things to work for good. It is possible for for me to be better on the other side of this. You know, so as I go hard back as that to, may be to as believe hard it. as that may yeah. be to believe. I think injuries for me, like for me in shooting. Like nothing has helped me tighten my shot and make me shoot better than than injuries. Really, because when it, when I did it wrong, it. Yeah. it hurt. Yeah, right, and it tightened me up. Yeah, so that's a small example. Yeah, right, sure. My my brother passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, that's the hardest one. Yeah. But what God has done in my heart, and how I see Him, and how I see His love, and how I've experienced His who love, who you are on the other who side, who I, I am yeah. on the other side, that has shaped me. That. Experience has shaped me more than anything, probably in my entire life. Yeah. So I, th- I think there's this understanding that as you go through enough hard moments, and you do the work, you know, to choose to let God work this for good. Yeah. Um, as you see that happen, like you begin to trust that, and then that tends to lace hope into whatever the thing is right now. And so. This is this is a this is a hard one, right? For a lot of people, in in a lot of ways. Yeah, Um, but there's I think there's hope, right? There has to be hope. Um, Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I I believe in that. Yeah, uh, just from what I've experienced in life. Well,
0: I remember you saying something that. Your grandpa Corver. What was the phrase that he said that <laughs> seems so weird yeah. out of context? Yeah. It only makes sense in context, like what we're living in now. Yeah. It
1: uh, God does His best work in life's graveyards.
0: God does His best work
1: in, in life's, life's graveyards. graveyards. Yeah, he said it to me a lot when I was younger, growing up, and I was like, "Hmm, <laughs> yep, okay, <laughs> okay." Um, but it's then when you it's, live yeah. through it, right? You see that God right. does, right? right. I that think it's hard to. I think about our story, yeah. right and I, I think about, you know, um, you know, you and Jeannie and Elijah and Gigi were there at Kirk's funeral. yeah and I, yeah, remember, I remember seeing that. you guys and hugging you guys and crying with you guys afterwards. and then a year mm-hmm. later yeah. being there at Andy's funeral, yeah, when Jeannie's brother right? died when Jeannie's brother died yeah and doing it again. and <laughs> yeah. I think about we have so many stories and 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 great stories and yeah. and fun stories, but yeah, it's like, those, those that bonded us with you in a way that nothing else could, and so yeah, it's a good perspective. Yeah, it's there. It doesn't make hard times better. It doesn't make them easier, uh, but it laces hope, yeah. and um, hope's a powerful
0: thing. Yeah, that's, some of the, that's great perspective. That some of the greatest growth can come out of some of the hardest seasons yeah. or most difficult seasons. That's huge. So, is there for you? You know, as we're walking through this totally unprecedented time, is there a a specific verse or a passage or a spiritual practice that has you know, maybe always been meaningful to you, but is even more meaningful yep. to you during this time. What's something you're kind of holding on to during this time? Yeah,
1: well, The verse that I've always leaned on in, in moments like this uh, is Proverbs three, five, and six. This has been my verse through the NBA. Uh, you trust had
0: it, you had it on your. Uh, I did. You had it on your shoe, on your cons, right? Yeah, I, I, I was with
1: Converse yeah. for a bunch of years, and they got they let us kind of Proverbs design 3, some stuff and, 6 and, and, and look at you yeah, they, out there. They, come, come on, right put it on my feet. That's right. Uh, no, but it's a uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Mm. Right. And uh, you know, I think the lean not on your understandings—it just applies so much right now. Like there's so much going on that we just don't understand and we don't see and
0: can't control. Can't
1: control. And it's hard to not have control. It's a hard thing, right? But there is, there is such a relief. A release yeah. when you choose to believe in a God who's 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 he's he's got this whole thing right. Yeah. He's in control of the whole yeah. story. And when you're able to release that to Him and say, you know what, I don't understand this, but right. I know that You do, right. and I know that You're going to lead me through this. Right. Like, um, I will acknowledge You. Please direct my steps. Yeah. And, and so that's what I've been leaning on. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's certainly. It's, it's, uh, it's, it has brought me through a bunch in life for sure. It's yeah. a, it's a powerful verse.
0: It is. You can build your life on it. You can. Yeah. So I want to change directions just for a little bit, but it, it's connected. Um, You know, this pandemic is revealing some of the best of us, <laughs> you know, some of the best of what's in us and some of the worst of what's in us, right? Yeah. Culturally, personally, individually, it can do that. And one of the things that we're seeing here in Chicago, and I know you're seeing in Milwaukee as well, and we're seeing around the country, is the way that this virus is laying bare the racial inequity in our cities. And how systems and patterns and the way communities are set up and laws are set up, that, that access is set up, that it is just revealing a great um, racial inequity. And I remember a year ago, we were on the phone talking, because a little over a year ago, you were writing a piece about speaking to race and privilege from your perspective as, admittedly, a white person, yeah. as a white guy. Um, and, uh, but you, you had seen enough because of so many of your friends or people of color, and you've watched even at what would be a level of privilege, being in the NBA, playing in the NBA, suffer significant. Um, racial inequity, differences, disparity. Mm. And so you wanted to write about that from your perspective. And I think I would love for you just to speak about why that was so important to you then to write. And it ended up getting published in uh, the Players' Tribune and then went got shared on around ESPN and Sports Illustrated and got shared well beyond just maybe what mm-hmm. would have been just for players, coaches, and those within your industry, why was it so important for you to write about race and privilege hmm. from your perspective then? And why do you think, think it's so important for us to be looking at that right now? Whew. i that's mean, a small question, <laughs> An easy one.
1: You know, I think, uh, I mean, first of all, to think about speaking to a lot of people, to speak publicly about, about race and inequality as a white man, it's, it's, it's intimidating. Right, this is a hard one to, to talk about, to articulate. I think you know, for me to, for anyone to think that I'm any kind of an expert, right. or um, that I feel like I have an answer for any of this, right. that, that only perpetuates. That makes my, well, oh, yeah. it makes the problem bigger, and it makes yeah. my, makes my bones quiver.
0: Yeah, right. Right. Like not, I,
1: I shake in my boots at right. this.
0: That's not what you're trying to do.
1: But we all do have a part to play in this, uh, and um, you know, I, I tried to spend. A lot of time just thinking about you know I I do want to be an ally, right? I I, I do want to be a friend. What does that look like? What does that sound like? And I, I, I just landed on all I can share is my own story. Yeah. And and obviously like in sharing your story, usually as a white person, it's they're not good stories that you want to share. You're not you're not sharing your successes. It's like a confession, yeah. more or less, of like yo know, I've I I, I felt. You know, I have an interesting story in that I have not just been around white people my whole life. Right. I've lived in very diverse circumstances. I've been in the minority, and in the majority, I've been back and forth. Yeah. And I, to me, I still had all these blind spots in life. Right. Still.
0: Right, yeah, sure. Right, we and so
1: like to me, I just felt like, you know, how can I share some of the things that I've learned, some of the blind spots that I've found in myself. If I'm willing to share those, could that be helpful? Because I don't want to give answers, I, I can't do any of those things. Right, right. right. And so it was just—that's all that was. Was just like, hey, you know what? Um, this is where I've struggled. This is what I didn't see. This is who I am, though, and who and who I'm, how I'm going to try to be better. Yeah. So that was the whole heart behind that. Yeah. Um, behind that piece, I felt like God put it in my heart, and and it wouldn't go away. Yeah. It like, right. like kept I'm on saying. staying. It was like in there for a couple of years, and and. and um, and finally, the the, the timing felt right. And, right, and so that yeah, that was about a year ago. But I mean, certainly, um, you talked about Chicago. I know in, in Wisconsin right now, I think African Americans make up seven percent of the population, and almost fifty percent of the casualties, the deaths right now. That's a problem.
0: That is a mass. That right, just right, a mass and and
1: um, it's on so many levels. Yeah, and it's not just healthcare. It's not just education, Right. like hard times expose the cracks. Yeah. It exposes the cracks in yourself, it exposes the cracks in your marriage, it exposes the cracks in your business, it exposes, it. That's hard right. times expose the cracks. Yeah. And hopefully when this is all done and we're able to look at how this has happened and how this has played out in our country, we'll have, um, more eyes will be opened to see that we have Significant cracks deep in the foundation of who we are as a country and how we operate. Yeah. Um, these aren't these aren't new stories. They're just no. playing out in new they, ways, right. and they're that's hard good stories. Yeah, that's and right. uh, that's good. so, how does this work for good? I don't know. Maybe this is a way. I, I don't know. You know. Yeah. Um, but we uh, that's what we hope. That's what we pray for.
0: Yeah. Well, what I love about your piece, and what I hear you saying right there too, is. The piece that you wrote was about, hey, I, I want to have new eyes to see things that I never had to look at before, had right. to even confront in myself before. And if that level of humility with which you wrote and presented that, if we could, as a nation, I think there's a verse that says, if we would humble ourselves <laughs> and pray, then God would heal our land. Yeah. And that it is terrible to think that it takes something like this to break us, revealing those cracks that humbling of us to see that we have not cared for all people the same, that we there is great inequity and systems that have been built on it and privilege that has been born right. out of it. Right. And, I, you know, that would be my hope and prayer too, is that we would have new eyes to see, that we would not be blinded again, that we would just keep repeating the same cycle and pattern. God, may it be so, may it be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings me to the church. You know, you you... Grew up, you know, in this basketball, you know, it's God, family, church, basketball. Um, so, church was a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have, you know, granddad, dad, brother, uncles, cousins, all pastors. Yep. You clearly did but not I get that did, memo. I did not
1: get that one. <laughs> you
0: did not pick up the phone and that <laughs> one rang. So, clearly, you were a little bit of a different route there. Yeah. But, you know, you've been around church your whole life. As we're walking through this now, you know you talk about maybe this will shift some things change some things what would be your hope for the church during this time? what would be your hope for the church during and then coming out of the day because yeah. we will come out of these days yeah. what do you long to see the church be and become through this difficult process
1: yeah you know <clears throat> when I was uh when I was younger in my in my basketball years i used to I used to pray to win like, Lord <laughs>
0: Give us a win! I want to win! Not even give us a win. <laughs> I want
1: to win! I want to win! And then I, I, I realized that there was probably someone on the other team praying the same Okay, thing. so that's not the, the right part. in a tough spot. That's, that's not it. So then it was like, Lord, help me to play great so I can show... So I can show everyone how great you are. Oh, look how
0: right? spiritual like, you are! Help,
1: wow. help me, help you. Yeah, right? help help you. I'm trying, out your God.
0: I'm trying. You just give us this win, It'll, right, for your right. glory.
1: And, and 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 I don't want to make fun of all there's like it's this is all a journey that we're on, right, spiritual right. growth, right? But uh, you know, I've I've learned that that God, no, no matter how good of a person I am or how hard I pray, God's not going to make my shot go in the basket. Like I have to do the work. Yeah, that's yours. That's on you. What I pray for is is people to help me be better, mm. for teammates and coaches that challenge me, mm. um, for for the heart and the drive to keep on working, mm. keep on trying to be better, mm. and then I pray for the opportunity.
0: So, so you, that I mean for you, it's not give me the thing. It's God, just give me the opportunity. Give me the opportunity. Give me the opportunity.
1: I need to put in the work, and you, I. There's there's lots of prayer requests in right. that process, right? right? Health and all that. But ultimately, I want the opportunity yeah. to play, to take that last shot, to whatever right. it is that, you know, to get that championship. Right. Like the opportunity. Right. And so as I look at this now, and you know, we 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 pray these prayers, like we we grow these churches, like, may, you know, may your kingdom come, may your will be done. Like, yes. And we pray for the poor and the sick and Yes, those are good prayers, but like, like Lord, give us the opportunity, like to be Your hands and Your feet, yeah, actually, to show yeah. unconditional love. Yeah. And what do we have right now? We have, we have an opportunity. And I hope. I don't. know, My hope. I'm not. I'm not leading this church, right? Like I'm. I'm shooting baskets still. But like, my my hope is that you know, as as a church, it's not just about how can we. Share Christ's love with these people so that they'll say yes to Jesus. But like, how about like what if we just show unconditional love to our neighbors and to our cities and all these hard stories that are playing out? What does what does that opportunity look like for me? Yeah. Like, what is my opportunity? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. That is what I hope that we're seeing and we're praying, because there are gonna be, there are so many right now, and I I feel like it's there's it's gonna be more and more, yeah, right? And you know, honestly, like, um, like Christians, we don't have the best reputation right now, in in our country, no. right? Like, we don't. No. We're we're known more for what we stand for than than mm-hmm. than for our love.
0: Yeah, what we stand against.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. And and um. Like, we have a chance right now to like just just to love people. Yeah. And it's I, not complicated. No. Yeah. no no this yeah. is what people need to see from us yeah we, we need, like there is everything is going to change after, there's going to be so much so change much, like yeah. are we leading this change? Yeah. are we on the front lines of innovation and like you know all these things that have been scary for us politics and race and all these things you know what there's there's a real need for Christians to step into these places yeah and I, so I hope that, this is why we've been building churches and pouring into people, so that when the time, like, yo, step, step, let's step into this thing. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I hope, I hope that's our heart and our yeah. prayer.
0: Yeah, to not, you know, again, none of us would choose this, but to not miss the opportunity we have to be the hands and feet of Jesus where we are. <clears throat> right. You know, and yeah. I, I love the idea of the days we're living in that that church has <clears throat> left the building. Yeah. Right, it's not, and it never was about buildings. It never was about any of this stuff. And we always say that at Soul City, like we gather to go. We right. gather to go. Well, we're going now.
1: Yeah. Like, there's no gathering. Yeah. So now <laughs> it's the going part.
0: And for the, I love that challenge that the church would be a million <clears throat> little points of of light and love where they're at, and that we would look <clears throat> for, we'd pray for those opportunities. God, right. just give <clears throat> me the opportunity to love this person right, right. here, right now. Right. as they are, as I am. I'm not gonna wait for some program. I'm not gonna wait for right. Like I can get behind what this church is doing, I can get behind what they're doing, but I can also right. love <clears throat> my neighbor and help go buy them groceries because right. they may be elderly. I can actually do these little acts of love that actually um, demonstrate God's great love. So
1: Not because we have to. No. Right. Because I'm, we, we, get, we get, to, get to, it's opportunity. Yeah. Like see it as opportunity. Yeah. It's,
0: it's really exciting in yeah. that way. In that way. In yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good perspective. Again, the hope, peace, seeing the opportunity, that's a total perspective shift for the days that we're walking through. So I wonder if, for anyone watching or anyone's listening to this, if you could encourage mm. them with, with anything, if you could encourage mm. them with one thing, for folks who really want to win at waiting, you know, they want to they win. They don't want to waste this waiting. They want to win at waiting. How would you encourage them? What would you mm. say kind of in closing? What would you say to them?
1: Well, I mean, I think this is all internal work for you to figure out. I mean, first you have to figure out what does a what does winning look like to you? Like, right. what does a win look like to you? Like, right. what when you come out of this on the other side, what do you hope for? Yeah. Like, like what is that we want to win at? Yeah. Right? I think there's certainly an opportunity. Um, you know, for me, what I've been doing is, you know, what is essential and what is not essential to my life. Mm. What are the things that I really want to be? Doing right now and taking forward with me, I'm, we have this chance to like to cut off a lot of the weight. We've we've been so busy and we've mm-hmm. been, uh, you know, going at such a fast pace for such a long time, mm-hmm. and now we're forced to completely stop. Mm-hmm. And our worlds are so different, mm-hmm. right? But what do we like about this? How is? Are we willing to let this shape us for the better? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I've moved a lot uh, over Probably the years. years yeah and i always felt like when i moved like i got this opportunity to to like as i go into new a new circle of friends and new relationships i got to be different if i wanted to
0: yeah you get you start fresh somewhere you get you get yeah. yes
1: and like in life we get these moments where like it's there's really this great. time where you're like yeah, yeah I, you know if i want to make a change right now yeah. now's the time i want to do this is it. a reset moment i got to look at myself and figure out what it is i want to change yeah. like sometimes that's hard work right but like, there's an opportunity to to change something and to be different and to hopefully be lighter. That's what I'm yeah. focusing on. Yeah. How can I be lighter as I go forward so that when I get out of this thing and I'm running this race, like, I run faster. I run, yeah. I, I run with freedom, right? Yeah. What does that look that's like for me? Um, if, if if I do that and I come out of this better in some way, like, yeah, win. that's a win for me. Yeah, it's right? a huge win. I'll take that.
0: Great perspective. And Kyle, I'm... So grateful for you and so grateful for the, the time that you gave to to be with us this weekend, to share this. So grateful for you and Juliet and your kids. And we love you guys to pieces and that you guys have poured into this church. People have been coming to this church for years that have no idea of the way that you guys have prayed this church into existence, have continued to pray for this church and and love and support this church. And I'm so grateful to call you guys our friends mm-hmm. and to have walked through the seasons that we've walked through over now, almost 10 years of friendship together, which is crazy to even think about. I am so grateful for you, so thank you for making Mm -hmm. this time. Mm -hmm. And I just wanna encourage you, and what we just heard Kyle say there, that there is really an opportunity here for a perspective shift, to actually ask God to inject hope into your perspective and what you're looking at, to ask God for opportunity God, what is the opportunity, the unique opportunity? I love seeing, there's stories coming out of our church of folks who are just saying, okay, I've got this, I can do this, I'm next to this person, I care about this, and you are working out the kingdom of God in your own unique way. You're seizing the opportunities that God is giving you. And I think to even trust God, as Kyle was saying, beyond your plans, beyond how any of us, none of us would want this right now, But to choose to trust God in all your ways, to acknowledge him in all your ways in the season, to let go of what you thought you had control over and to trust a God who is not only in control, but who's also good, who loves you, knows you, who's for you, that's how we win. And the only way that's made possible is because of God and his incredible love that God would even through all of this work something good, only God can. He's the only one that can make a way when there seems like there is no way, no possible way. And so what I wanna do is just pray for you. I hope you were encouraged by this time. I hope you're encouraged by this conversation. I hope it kind of put some wind in your sails and it gave you a new hope for the day with God. And so what I wanna do is pray for you and we wanna close out by worshiping. I wanna encourage you to worship, to really actually worship, to lean into that God who is that way maker, that miracle worker, that promise keeping God that one who actually sticks to his word and will never leave you or forsake you. So let me pray for us right now. I don't ask you to close your eyes. I know that seems a little weird, unless you're driving right now, but you probably shouldn't be watching this if you're driving. Close your eyes and actually enter into prayer together. Isn't it cool? Literally all over the world right now, there's folks that are praying along with you. That's powerful to think about. All over the world, people are praying right now with you. And so let's pray together. God, thank you that you are the one who is ultimately in control, the one who is good, the one who can be trusted, we can trust our steps, we can trust our path, we can trust our lives to you. And God, we thank you that there is hope. We are not in this without hope, that you are with us in this. And that God, you already are giving us opportunity. Give us the eyes to see, God. Give us the eyes to see those that we might miss otherwise. Give us the eyes to see the opportunities you put in front of us today the friendships, the relationships, the resources you've entrusted to us, God. And God, we come to you trusting you that you are the one, even when we can't see it, even when we don't feel like it, God, that we don't sense, you know, we can't tell that you're working. We can trust God that you are. Even when all the news is bad news, there's still good news because you're a good God. And you're making a way for us, for everyone, even when we don't see it. And so God, thank you for that for all that goes unseen, but that we can still trust is you and that you are good. We pray in your name, amen.